With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? We're back. A Mother's Day edition of Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins. Uh, for you guys that are joining us for the first time, make sure you go get the FanCred app. You'll get a chance to come on here, be face-to-face with us, ask whatever question you want. You just got to download that FanCred app, sign up. Once you sign up, There'll be an on-air section on the fan crew app. You'll see double coverage with the McCordy twins. Go ahead and press that green button to get in line, and then you'll have a chance to come on and chat with me and Deb. And for you guys that haven't been following us, our double coverage podcast, you can find it on YouTube, iTunes. All you got to do is search double coverage with the McCordy twins and make sure uh, you hit that subscribe button. Can you, can you hear my house? Yeah, Mother's Day edition. Moms ain't. Moms it's it's APM in my house. Mother's Day is over for the kids. Nah, mothers aren't supposed to be doing work on Mother's Day. This is this is a bad job by me and you. I do work on Father's Day all the time. Nah, Father's Day. I tell I tell Melissa I'm done. It's a celebration of what you do as a father. You should do what you do as a father. And I get to choose how I want to celebrate it, and I choose not to be around them loud kids on Father's Day. That's weak. That's weak. Speaking of Mother's Day, we have a special guest for Mother's Day. So we're going to bring our special guest right on, maybe ask her uh, her fondest Mother's Day. Remember, I see you looking behind you. you it looks like we have another special guest walking through. Uh, you, might have a, you might have a creeper. Walking. <laughs> walking. Mama is in the building. Oh, hello. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. We got uh, another so happy Mother's Day. Another generation. Bray, Bray, get out of here, man. We don't want to see you. He wants to see Bobo. Bobo went to sleep, buddy. Bobo's my mom's dog that uh Deb from Braden is in love with. And where, where is Bobo? Speaking Bobo. of Speaking of uh, Mother's Day, fondest Mother's Day memory uh, for you as you look back over the years uh, of your three sons now all adults and all bald. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking last night uh, when you and uh, Devin sang Mama. (laughs) A song for Mama, isn't it? We crushed that. I made, I made my kids listen to that this morning. They need to get that culture about them. That is what we listen to on Mother's Day. Those kids. <laughs> I can sing, so they enjoyed it. So you better years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I practice. You got, do you got your wine for Mother's Day? I have my wine. There we go. You see where they, you see where they get it from. You don't have your wine? Big pour. Okay, J-Mac. Big pour. A lot of people are saying happy Mother's Day to you, Mama Matt. Tell them all say thank you. She says thank you to Trisha, Crystal. We got Robin in here. Now, how did, Hi. how did you spend your Mother's Day uh, this year uh, being Corona is uh, taking over and there's a pandemic going on? How did you spend your Mother's Day? Well, you guys time and we all time to give us with the grandkids running around and the and the significant others. It was good. There we go. Mother's it Day. Good. Mother's Day 2020, you got to get on the group FaceTime. Uh you got it's, it's a virtual holiday nowadays. So put jeans on and forever. That was just to go pick up our takeout. I just wanted, uh, wanted to get into Mother's Day. I wanted I wanted my wife to look at me and say, dang, he looks presentable. And then it was a lot of your friends of the year got to know they texted me Happy Mother's Day. It was really nice. That's awesome, man. Now you get to enjoy. Now you get to enjoy your favorite son host the show. 
with the other guy. <laughs> will you be will you be watching uh Michael Jordan tonight, The Last Dance? I don't think <laughs> the only person in America not watching The Last Dance. Mom. I know told seven million people are watching. So let's go. You, I mean, but now you now you gotta start from the beginning. You can't just jump in. It's like episode seven and eight. I'm not seven. That's sad. That's sad. It's true. It's true. I know it was a really great baseball, but now there there are a lot of moms out there. Uh what would be your one piece of advice? Uh our mom raised uh Devin and myself, and we have an older brother. Oh, 16 years older than us and a single mom. She raised us. So uh, what would be one piece of advice you would give to moms out there, new moms who may be celebrating uh, their first Mother's Day? Uh, I think just enjoy the day. And I believe Mother's Day is every day, you know, because you don't get to pay off. So enjoy it. Let everybody take care of you for one day. And if they're not enough, if you have a situation let him do it. If not, just have a good time with your kids if they're all. There you go. The goat has spoken. <laughs> the goat of time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to let you enjoy your night. We're not going to take up too much of your time. You enjoy your wine, enjoy the show, uh, and have a great night. We'll be talking to you throughout the night anyway. I absolutely Nice. Appreciate you. Wine on down. Facebook is Facebook is lively. Our homie, our country homie from Tennessee, Anise. She said, "Happy Mother's Day to Mama Matt." <laughs> Anise is in the building. Somebody said you raised them well. I think they meant that you raised me well. I don't, I don't know about that, um, but like you said, uh, like Mommy said, Mother's Day a day to celebrate the moms. I told my wife she doesn't get the appreciation she deserves. Uh, moms do so much. Um, so today we uh, woke up this morning, actually um, got some donuts for her. We actually performed our first ever. She's a big donut fan, right? She yeah, 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 but forget about that. We performed our first ever McCordy Family Mother's Day concert. Me and the kids, I posted on Instagram. Go to Instagram at McCordy Twins. You'll see myself and my three kids uh, we serenade. We just sang, sang to her, made her feel special. Is this going to be an annual thing, like every year? Uh, we got to see. We got to see what songs we can pull together. But uh, the kids showed up. Uh, my son is the shyest of the bunch, and he sang his little butt off. Now, none of us probably are uh, vocally talented. But You're all vocally challenged. You never, know, you never know what people are hearing. They may be hearing some good notes. Only one of you can dance, and that's Kai Kai. The rest of y'all, oof. We got, we got, we're gonna move right along from you. We got Kim from Dorchester uh, coming up next on the fan line, and you guys stay tuned. We got a uh, former Patriot uh, Logan Ryan coming to join us tonight too. So gonna be a, a fun night with our fellow Rutgers uh, alum Logan. Right now we got Kim. How you doing, Kim? Hi. How you guys doing? <laughs> well, um, yeah. I'm, my name is Kim. I'm from Dorchester, and I am a diehard Patriots fan. I've been. A Patriots fan since 1980, and plus my dad, which is, well, God rest his soul, but he's been a Patriots fan for a long time, so he used to tell me stories, and I used to went to the games, but I just want to ask you one question. I always figure out, like, when you guys play a game, like, um, who pick and choose the team that you guys play? Uh, first, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, the NFL makes a schedule, so um, it's always broken down. In our division, we play each team twice. Then we'll play an NFC division. This year is the NFC West, and then we play the AFC West. Um, and then they choose when those games happen, when and where. No control by us. Yeah, so like you said, you oh. play your division twice, and then you play one whole AFC division, and then the other AFC divisions that you don't play, whichever rank you finish, like we finish first in the AFC East. So we play the first-ranked of teams in the other AFC division. So yeah, all of this already, like as soon as the season uh, ends last year, you know exactly who your opponents are, and then when the schedule comes out, you find out when you play each other. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's what I just wanted to figure out because I always 
like I said, when I see you guys play, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just asking questions like, um, who pick and choose and stuff. So now I get it. So, so, um, mm-hmm. but thank you guys, and you guys enjoy your Mother's Day weekend, and tell your wifey Happy Mother's Day. Well, well, thank you. Yep. You take it easy. Bye. <laughs> well, our guy Logue, he's he's already backstage. He's next. He's so from Memphis, man. We on time. Always gonna waste time here. He done he done got the uh link, the Google Chrome, he done figured it all out. So we're gonna bring Logue on, uh bring him right in. You know when we trained, he was the prime example. He always did it right. <laughs> prime example. And look at my guy got dreads. Look at all the hair. What's yeah, up, yeah. bro? What's you did that on purpose, bro. Came on a show with two bald dudes with as much hair as you've ever had. Look what happens when you're growing it out, man. When you're not stressed like you guys, the beard grows, the hair grows, dread up a little bit. So I'm staying safe. I'm quarantined, no haircuts. And what's that? That's your backsplash back there? That's the Yeah, I had to get away from them kids. I'm in the basement, man. Mother's Day, I've been cooking breakfast. Lunch, dinner, grilling wings for dinner. So I had, to, I had to take a little time and go in the basement and get right with you guys. Oh, wives been loving this quarantine, boy. I feel like I'm home all the time washing dishes, <laughs> dishwasher going at night, take it out in the morning. I feel like I'm fully domesticated. Oh, I actually had breakfast in bed this morning. So it was my daughter's idea. So uh, we pulled it off. So she's living good today. And uh, I know she's tuning in upstairs. But, you know, I got, I got, my, got my mug with me, you know. So, you know, all, all, all infinity stones right there. Hey, uh, there you go, bro. Wine down the weekend, man. It's a little stronger than wine. Uh, you know, I got a four, I got a four and two year old. It's a little stronger than wine. Man. This is Sunday <laughs> nights when the last dance is on. I have something a little stronger than, than wine for sure. <laughs> you doing it the right way? Not low. I, I learned from y'all too. I learned from him. I learned from Dad. So I, I believe that. I've seen him, see him dancing on tables before. We won't even talk about it. <laughs> His family, uh, when that Beyonce hit, man, that Beyonce hit different with the Beyonce concert. Yeah, that was uh, I don't know what he was thinking on that one. That's a story to tell for sure. (laughs) How, how is uh, how has COVID 19 affected you and the fam? How have you guys been? Man, we've been good, honestly. Like, you know how it is this OTA time. Um, some guys don't even go anymore, so it's actually. It's actually a good time of the year, kind of get away from it a little bit, do your training, do what you got to do. But, you know, I got a two-year-old son, so to be home every day and see him, you know, grow up every single day as opposed to my daughter where, you know, you're coming home at nights during the season, you see him right around bedtime, and they're doing so many things, and you feel like you're missing it. You're not on the road. You know, you're on the road. So it's kind of cool having that experience with him and, uh, and, and my daughter as well, teaching how to ride a bike, no training wheels. She's competitive like me. She gets frustrated throwing the bike and everything. But, uh, you know, able to do them things, man. You know, Tennessee, the weather's not so bad right now. So we're out in the pool, and we're doing whatever we can to keep these kids entertained. Uh, we, we, we definitely have right here right now. Know the struggle. There she go. Look at her. Look at that. Run your house, man. Come on, man. I thought this is a professional podcast, man. Y'all have, kids. To, y'all have me download a Google Chrome link. Do this and that. It's a professional podcast. Amateur. Go with mommy. That is working. That is working. Now, on your way way out of Nashville, you donated $26,000 to Animal Rescue. What does that mean for you? Yeah, man. I started my foundation, the Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation down here. And uh, you guys know me and Ashley. My my wife worked in animal welfare. She was an animal trainer. And uh, we're we're really about it. And it started in New England, kind of going and hanging out with the animals, get them adopted. And we kind of blossomed it in Nashville and it took off and we had so much support. We raised a ton of money. We had a great charity event uh, last year that raised a ton of money that we're giving back community. And I think about Nashville's had a rough, I mean, everyone had a rough time, but Nashville had those tornadoes come through. And then obviously COVID-19 has a lot of people um, looking for help and, and shifted all our lives tremendously. And then we just had a couple of storms last week to knock out people's power for, for 48 hours and stuff like that. So, it's been a tough time, and, and I figure just because whatever's happened with me in my playing career, that it's a place I love. I uh, bought a house here, and I was going to give back to that community and give back the best way I could. So I think that donation was the best thing to do on the way out, and I'll continue to help in this area for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick, man. I'm in Jersey. I got my I got my uh, Logan Ryan rescue shirt up in Foxborough. Yeah, see? I it on, but I, I didn't have it, man. 
Yeah, so, man. You know, if I come out with another shirt, I know y'all support. I gave you that one for free. So did you buy that one or I gave you it for free? Uh, I, I bought I bought mine and some extra, man. Oh, you did. You did. You did. You did. I, 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 I think I gave Deron for free. So I think I gave Deron a free one. I didn't do it for you, though. I did it for Ash. <laughs> I know she was backbone. That, that, that is true. But yeah, we're going to come out with more of them, man. Those, I like my face on the shirts, man. I got a pretty smile, so I'm going to make sure I can throw them for my shirt. <laughs> man, let's let's talk about your season a little bit, man. 113 tackles, four and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, four interceptions, and 18 passes defense. Uh, what was clicking right for you and the entire Titans defense this year? Uh, that led you guys all the way to the AFC Championship, and that, and that you decided, like Scott said, to to rip our hearts out and, and uh, send Tom to Tampa. Like, what what was up with that? How did all that click this year? Oh man, it was um, it was a couple years coming. You know, I felt like like my first year in Tennessee, I came down there and I didn't know what to expect. You know, you think New England's it? You know, and I and uh, I thought New England was the only place where I had dudes working hard. It was the only place where they had good guys. And I came to Tennessee. I came to that locker room and it was great guys and guys were working hard. We had Dick LeBeau and uh, I learned a lot from him and uh, he's a great coach. And then we got Dean Pease and I was sad when Dick LeBeau left, retired. But then we had Dean Pease and Dean Pease really opened my game where he had me playing a whole lot of roles, playing nickel, playing safety, playing corner, blitzing. He really made me a better blitzer, moving me onto the most dangerous matchup or the third down matchup and kind of game planning a lot like the New England defenses. So he really opened me up, and I think we really, you know, learning his defense the first eight games of year two for me, and then we really started to go on a roll there at the end, and I broke my leg. And that was like, you know, the first injury where I ever really missed a game in my career. Going back to high school, I was healthy for like 10, 12 straight seasons. You know, I didn't have, didn't have to deal with anything like that. And I got my Mamba mentality. I started waking up early, you know me, Dev, and I started putting the work in, uh, crazy hours early up up early going to bed late and just putting the work in putting the work in and coming back I knew I was going to have a great year and uh most importantly I knew our team was going to have a good year and it didn't start off as so you know we two and four and we were at the crossroads but the locker room came together and I think Marcus even the, the the change there I think Marcus accepted it so well and was like all right I'll do what's best for the team he started killing us every single week like he started ripping us in practice. I mean, Marcus Mariota was the practice quarterback, and he was destroying us. And it, it made us better. It made us better, and, and Ryan Tannehill made us better, and Derek started going. And defensively, we just uh, we understood the defense. And uh, I knew if I was healthy and the work I put in and understanding that defense and having Malcolm and Adoree and KB, I mean, we were pretty loaded in the back end. It allowed me to really free up and play free, and I didn't have to worry about you know, like in New England, I had Devin behind me a lot of years, and I can go be aggressive because I knew I had Kevin Byard behind me. So they, those guys, the talent on the team freed me up, and I was able to play play free. And, uh, you know, the stats are the stats. I think that's all effort and having good players around you. And then going back to New England, um, I think our team was ready for that game. I think we, we believed we could win, um, and we were excited to be there. And we just, you know, we weren't afraid. We went in there and let it rip. And I had to catch the last one because I dropped the first one. And I knew it was over for me. My Twitter was my Twitter was buzzing when I dropped that first one, boy. So I was I was a dead man walking. I had to do something, and I just said, "Hey, man, you got to make it up." And uh, you know, I prided myself on my hands too. So I knew, you know, you know how I felt. You know, having the best hands, I dropped the easiest pick of my life. But as they were able to make it up, and it all worked out in the end. So it was it was a good year for sure. Dwayne Dwayne said he loves you. He's he loves Nashville. Thanks you for everything you did, Logan. Jim said, Jay, he misses seeing you in, in Tennessee. So y'all got a lot of fans that are used to see y'all losing, even though y'all won last year. Y'all lost a lot of games before that. But um, <laughs> not that I want to hate on Tennessee. You guys are awesome. Uh, <laughs> but how, how has it been? Obviously, you start your career in New England. That comes to end, free agency hits. You end up in Tennessee. You go three years in Tennessee, free agency hits. Looks like you're probably not going back to Tennessee. How has this been different or the same to the first time going through free agency? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's been different. I think, um, you know, I never thought I was a guy that would play for three, four franchises. You know, you think, you know, I wanted to have the Devin McCourty career. I wanted to do everything well, play right, be rewarded, and just keep it moving. But you realize how rare that is, man. You're a special player. I mean, you're all pro corner that moves positions for the team. 
and uh, still had to fight for your right to get paid every time. I remember how those contract situations go. So it's just a business, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a real business. And um, this time's a little different because, you know, kind of to get through it, Tennessee never really offered me a contract. They never really talked extension. and never, We never really talked in free agency. They didn't really try to bring me back. And uh, it was kind of the whole – uh, you know, you, we'll we'll monitor the market, and you're probably going to get too much, and we probably can't afford because we got a lot of players on this team. And I understood it. I understood that completely. I'm like, yeah, we do have Derrick Henry deserves to get paid, and Ryan Tannehill deserves a contract somewhere, and we have like 20 free agents and Jack Conklin. So I understood all that for sure. And um, you know, the way this free agency hit, you know, with with COVID and everything, kind of the marketplace. It, I mean. The, the money was hard to find in some in some areas after that first day, you know, and the multi-year options I was looking at, I just didn't feel right for my family. It didn't feel right for me. I believe I want to take my time. And uh, when I approached Tennessee with a one-year, a one-year option, I said, Hey, look, I'm, I'm willing to come back and work with the team with a one-year deal to earn the right for an extension, to earn the right uh, to go back to fantasy next year. And I just want my salary, what I made last year. I think anybody who plays really well in a contract year, once a raise, you know, you, you put it on a contract, you're going to get paid. Right. So I said, look, I mean, I'll come back for the same rate. I want to, I want to keep this thing going. And they weren't really interested in that. And that's when I kind of knew that, uh, you know, this is a business and they're going to do what the marketplace says. They're going to do what's best in their opinion for the team. So that was kind of a little different, but I had to, you know, take it and, uh, do what's best for my family as well. And, you know, that's where we're at, but I, I'm, I had to think back, of, you know, me and Jay's story, how I even got to Tennessee. Yeah, I remember that uh, a year ago. I remember Logan's he's going through free agency. I remember there was a few teams that were interested and it was coming down to like two or three teams. And I get on the phone with Logan and he was just like, man, like, I, tell me about it. And we're talking about it. He's like, man, I think I would love to come there, get a chance to play alongside you. Got a chance to play with Dev. I'm like, Logan, man, to be honest with you, I would love that. But I have no idea how this thing's going to shake out. I'm like, they tell me they want me here, but. I was like, I don't know. And then obviously the way it all went down, I ended up getting released about 10 days before the draft and all of that. So like you said, man, you you, you y'all, can- are, y'all are true professionals. Like I think I was like meant to stay in New England because like when J Mac, when Tennessee released J Mac, I was ready. Like I was about to go on the media like Tennessee. Oh, <laughs> John Robinson did an eight-year bet, a guy who played over 100 games, waited till after. I'm like, Jay's like, nah, bros. It's cool, man. Like, I had eight great years in Tennessee. And then you on here, same thing, like three great years, uh, organization that was kind of like middle of the road, you know, some up, some down. Boom, y'all skyrocketing in three years. Y'all both true professionals. I, I got a ton of respect because y'all know me. I get I get emotional sometimes. No, but here, here's the thing about the J thing. So I was, like you said, I was coming out of three teams. And uh, same thing with New England. What, what are they going to say? Oh, well, you know, go chess free agency and we'll call you back. They didn't call back, you know. <laughs> so uh, I kind of knew that. You expect that in New England, though. And I called Jay and I said, look, man, I don't know nothing about no Nashville. I've never been to the South, <laughs> New Jersey. I, I went to Rutgers. I played in, played in Boston. I don't know nothing about the South. He's like, no, nah, for real, love. like you really love it for your family. And it's got good guys, a good locker room. Brentwood, come move here. Like he told me everything. And I remember talking to John Robinson and I said, you know, I'll consider the Titans for sure. Uh, you know, is J-Mac going to be there? And he's like, yeah, we got you and J-Mac one and two. And then we're going to draft a corner one, two and three. So I'm telling J-Mac, nah, they told me they're going to keep you, buddy. Nah, nah, Jay, don't worry about it. They told me you're safe, man. I'm going to come in. I play with Dev, you know, in college. I played with Dev for four years in the NFL. I'm going to play with Jay now. And we all train together and all that. So I got my first time to play with him. And, I was, and that was – uh. You know, it's not the only reason, but you want familiarity. And I was yep. like, okay, that'll be good for the wives. That'll be good. Yep. And I come in there and swear to God, I come in there and Jay's out walking out with a trash bag. And that was yep. the day I became to the Titans. And um, I ended up sitting in his old seat in the meeting room. I didn't even know. But that's the NFL, man. It's a dirty, dirty business. And uh, I think they throw the word, you know, business around this time of the year. But for the rest of the year, it's loyalty and it's it's winning its team. But around this time, say, hey, it's business. Yeah. And, uh, you, know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But I tried everything I could. I gave everything I could to the franchise. I believe I left it in a better place. I believe the fans understood that. My teammates understood that. And me being a great teammate and a great player is 
all that matters to me. And as long as my teammates understand, them guys completely understand. I was talking to Kevin Byer about the whole process. So, you know, players got to be be woke to, you know, what these GMs and, and what this business can turn into when you're trying to get lucrative contracts. Mm-hmm. Jason, Jason and Jonathan on Facebook both said bring Logan back um, to New England. Um, but I, I think that's interesting, I think, because obviously what you said, New England's in a situation, same quarterback 20 years, and, like, everyone's, like, split. Like, it's a Pat's fault, it's Bill, it's Crab, it's Tom's fault. And it just shows, like you just said, it's a business. Like, this is just the way things shake out. Sometimes the players don't want it that way. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's how things shake out. Um, but we had another really good question. Um, Jonathan said, Logan, could you, if you could play for any team, who would it be? Uh, what's the next steps? You're such a talented player with a bright future ahead of you. Man, I can't give any spoilers with, with, with any team. Who would it be? Um, I can't answer that right now. We'll see. I'll say stay tuned. I mean, there's a lot of teams interested. But, you know, it's a time right now where football seemed like it stopped for a little bit. You yeah. saw the draft where people are, you know, GMs are drafted from their house. I mean, being a free agent, there's times where there's no business on Sunday, like at all. Like people are just with their families that day. Uh, teams are, you know, taking their time. I think people aren't enjoying this. So I can't tell you that. I feel like that would be a spoiler because who knows what's going to happen. But there's a lot of teams I'm looking at, a lot of teams I'm interested in. Man, I've been I've been fortunate enough to have been a five AFC championships and, you know, two Super Bowls with, you know, two different organizations. So I've, I've had success and uh, I, I like to keep having it. So all those contenders, all those teams that are in good position, those are teams I'm definitely keeping my eye on. And even other teams, like I came to Tennessee and New England fans are like, oh, you're never going to win again. You know, <laughs> and it, it, you're done. But welcome to that. And, um, you know, to be in a position to beat New England and, and to have a good – go to the AFC Championship with this franchise first in how many years, 20 years or 18 years or whatever – it just shows you it's a team sport, man. It's like like any sports movie. You just get enough guys that believe and, and do the right things at the right time. It can shake out. Uh, no, no, no doubt about it. And uh, like you said, uh, with free agency and all of that, it's always a frenzy. Uh, but to be a, a Super Bowl champ, uh, take us back to a little bit of your years in New England. Obviously, a lot of Patriots fans on here. Uh, what was it like so early in your career to be able to do the amount of winning and be able to get on the field, intercepting passes. I remember obviously being older than you, but always watching you guys game, getting a chance to see you out there making plays and uh, to be able to get two championships uh, early on in your career. Man, I wouldn't trade those years for anything um, because, you know, we're all watching the last dance. Traveling with the Patriots was like the Bulls. Like Tom Brady had like security. Gronk was like, you know, girls flashing at practice for Gronk, 10,000 fans at practice. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this is the NFL. Like, this must be what it's like. But that's the Patriots, man. It's it's a show. And uh, but you're all business on the inside. And I remember seeing Tom Brady come to work 5:35 in the morning, Edelman, just as early, and playing my rookie year in a secondary with Dev, Talib, Steve Gregory. Um, it's the smartest secondary I ever played in. You know what I'm saying? It was simple. Just if you communicate, and that's the type of player I am. You prepare. And I was getting picks left and right my rookie year. I had, you know, because I came into a smart group of guys. I got a lot of targets playing across from Tlaib, of course. So mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of targets. And then, you know, I had a what I felt like was a pretty good rookie year. And then second year, they bring in Revis and Browner. <laughs> and, and by the yeah, okay, good rookie year. Bringing two guys going to start over you. And then, uh, and then, by the way, Kyle Arrington is the highest paid slot cornerback, so go compete with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Fonzo Denard. So I'm like – I got to go get it. You know, there's no backing down. And Dev knows Dev knows my story. There's, you know, ups and downs and all that stuff. And I had to go get it. Backs against the wall. Then a guy like Malcolm Butler comes, and we win a Super Bowl. He was a sixth corner on our depth chart. We win a Super Bowl. And uh, just total team effort. I just did my job. Just did, did whatever the team asked me. Played multiple roles. And then my third year, I got a chance to start along with Malcolm and kind of make my name a little bit. And in my fourth year, I felt like I really contributed in that Super Bowl. I felt like I had a really good playoffs. And I felt like I was a huge reason for, for, for winning that one, the big comeback, of course. But we played great defensively. And then um, – so I learned so much. I played across from Revis and Tlaib. So nobody's getting more targets in the league. And there's no two better corners to learn from who are different as well. So different, but they're both dominant. And I think two Hall of Famers. So to be able to play with them and play with Dev and 
do have my best friends uh, along with Hall of Famers in the secondary, man. You can't trade that for anything. No yeah. doubt about it. I would say for me personally, 2013, Logan do come in. And like Logan said, in 2012, I had moved to safety. Then some guys got hurt. I moved back to corner the last two regular season games, then back to safety for the playoffs. And then 13, I was just at safety. And I remember in the offseason, we working out, and Logan do coming there, especially this guy, Lowell. He always talking trash. And he in there, he like, damn, Dev, they said you worked hard, bro. Like, y'all not like, you're not working hard right now. <laughs> Till this day, bro, those two dudes inspire me so much. Because as you get older, especially in New England, like stuff stays stagnant. Like we had went to AFC Championship Super Bowl, and it was like, dang, like, all right, well, this stuff just happens. Maybe we'll get over the hump. And then these two came in and just pushed me. Like I'm trying to compete with them. These jokers after their rookie year took like a week off and got straight to working out. And I remember I told them, I was like, I bet this would be the last time. I don't realize how long them seasons are. That was a little soon. I was burnt out by training camp. I just had a fine second win. That was a little soon. We were messing with the strength coaches too early, man. They had us squatting 500 pounds a week. Hey, let me, I'm going to see if we're going to do this in April. Hey, let's put this program together for four weeks. Uh, but well, here's the crazy thing, Dev. You know, me and Dude, like, seeing your process, you and Jay, man, we looked up to y'all so much. We finessed the Patriots because I called Dev. After I saw his pro day, me and Dude were doing a pro day workout in the weight room, like, two a day. So, you know me, I'm, I'm a worker. So after we would lift in the summer, we would go back to the weight room six, seven at night. We would do the pro day workout all year. <laughs> so we were doing them drills all year. Right. The Patriots held, like, a private workout for all the Rutgers guys. They worked out, like, 15 players. Yeah, they took like seven of us, but they they, they, had, they had a private workout. I called Dev, and I'm like, yo, what drills are y'all doing y'all warm-up? So I knew the Patriots warm-up drills. So me and Dude were practicing these drills all week. And so when Bill comes, I'm like shirt off, eight-pack, catching the ball one hand, sprinting back. I'm in great shape. I know all the drills. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that drill. You ever do it before? No, nah, I never did it. Do the drill, my heart closed. You know, I was just working, working off straight off what Deb would tell me. Oh, Deb, what's it like? What's this? What's that? What do they like to see? And me and Duke both get drafted in the third round, and we go up there, and the rest is history. But we were working those drills for a year, man, and it paid off. And coming out of Rutgers, man, it's not easy, as you know. You know, but we, we ended up leading uh, the NFL and, and uh, teams or most players from a team drafted. We had seven Rutgers guys drafted that year. So we really put a lot of work in with that team. I argue it's the best Rutgers team of all time, defense of all time. We didn't have Ray Rice carrying the load. Rutgers people in here to set the set the record straight. We didn't have Ray Rice to carry us, but our defense was definitely top five nationally. And I went, I left as an All American, so I was doing my thing too. And uh, but nah, man, you really you really told us all the little cheats to how to get how to become a Patriot because we were doing those things nonstop. And when Bill saw it, he must have been impressed because he took about half of us from that workout. Hold on. Just to, just to remind everybody, uh, get that fan, fan credit app, go on there, get in line, get your chance to go backstage and get a chance to ask us a question. But continue, Dev. I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. You could tell, like, how Logue said he's doing all the all the workouts. All the, That's why him and Jules used to go at it and practice. Because, like, oh, if, Tom, if Tom signals something once, Logue, Logue come back to the huddle like, Hey, this is what that means, bro. If, if y'all see me throw my hands up like this or something, this is coming. So, like, they would go at it. And just like, you're cheating, you're cheating. Lowell just sit there. And Lowell talked the most trash. What was it, 2015, we were playing against the Houston, Texas. It's either, I think it's Sunday night football. Lowell's match on DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. Over the top. So, Hop got, like, maybe eight or nine targets by this point, maybe a catch or two, like, we doubling the hell out of this dude. Like, he, we just all over him. Bro, they throw a deep nine route out of bounds. <laughs> he goes to Lowell, man, y'all double teaming me. Lowell said, bro, everybody on national TV think I'm locking you up one-on-one, bro. That's <laughs> it. don't matter. That's what my Twitter follow is going to go up, though. You're going to have one check. Done. Yeah, man. And, and I don't know if y'all saw, I just, I just came out with something last week called Lock In With Logue, and I just broke down a, a mic'd up thing. I got all, you know, you get all these mic'd up content. We, we have all these plays that we remember. And I'm one of them guys. I remember every play from every game. And I remember that Hopkins game. I remember him, you know, um, 
Like you said, catching the ball out of bounds. And I, I'm telling him, man, you ain't getting nothing today. He's like, man, you got me double. I said, so nobody knows that. And, like, there's stuff like that going on in the game. And uh, there's so much behind-the-scenes stuff about how you feel plays and what you know. Like, I would tell Dev for years, like, if Hopkins has his left foot up and his hands balled up in a fist, he's getting the ball, I'm going to wave to you like this. And I'm going to give you this signal if I feel this route. And Dev was like, man, if you just don't let me play and stop trying to tell me every play. I said, bro, if I tell you every play, I'm going to be right half the time. We won't make more plays that way. But I'm a guy that tries to know every play before the play. So I'm breaking this stuff down um, to the, some of the fans, and, and they loved it so far. So I'm going to come out with another one this week, probably this Friday. And I'm looking through some of my old mic'd up stuff. I don't even realize how much trash I talk on the, on the field, man. It's just a whole different person comes out. But it's stories, stories like that we have for days where we're in big games like that. And I didn't realize, like, other teams, like, you look at the schedule, like, oh, I got one primetime game. I got two primetime games. New England, it's like six guaranteed plus three flex. You're playing Monday night, Sunday night. And they're big games. And you're just chilling. I was going to TGI Fridays before the game. Like, I didn't even realize it was a big game, you know. But we're out there. You're so prepared. You're so locked in. You're just getting ready to make the plays. It might take us all primetime now that Tom went to Tampa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I probably got one or two now. Yeah, welcome to the real world, man. They'll get reduced. And so everybody expect Locked Up with Low, you're going to be doing that on Fridays uh, on your Instagram? Yeah, man. We'll see how much content I have to make it a show. But I'm probably – I released one last Friday. It went pretty well. It was just literally just messing around. So this that was, was the Ravens game, right? What would you say? That was the Ravens game, right? Yeah, the Ravens game. So this this next one's going to be the Colts this past game, a uh, past year, and it's Jacoby at quarterback. So there's a lot of trash talking. I mean, I'm talking crazy. But I got to make sure I tell the fans, look, I know him. You know, I practiced against him for years. So this might sound like I'm talking that crazy to somebody, but I actually know him. So it's in good spirit. But, yeah, this one's a lot more heated. So I got a couple more on deck, but it's probably going to be out this Friday sometime on my IG, my Twitter. It's called Lock In With Low. I'm going to be breaking down some plays and um, some trash talk and, and how I approach the game. I'm real I'm, – I'm a big preparation guy. I learned that from Deb. I learned it from Rutgers. I learned it from Bill Belichick. I watch so much film. I don't think people believe how much film we watch. And I think people just think we just practice two hours a day, and that's all we do. But we watch so much film to know what to what to expect at DB because, you, you know, you got to be prepared. Yeah, you know what you got to do? Uh, lock up with low. You got to announce where you're going, free agency. That's what you got to do. You pick whatever Friday you're coming out with, you got to make sure you don't tell the team until you can announce it first. <laughs> don't let them. Don't let them tell Ian Rappaport or Schefter your news. You break your own news. Oh, yeah. I broke, yeah, I broke, I break, try to break all my news. Sometimes you guys be breaking it before I can even break it. They be, uh, be tweeting out before I even sign a contract. They got the ends. And, and if all else fails, man, no, you always come on double yeah, coverage. I can break it on double coverage, man. Y'all <laughs> cut me in a couple of sponsorship dollars. I can break it on double coverage. I know how it works, man. You got a good agency. I know how y'all work. Come <laughs> well, on in, bro. Try to get a referral rate. <laughs> Good referral rate. There we go. Hey, man, well, we appreciate you, man, on Mother's Day, coming and taking the time out to come kick it with us, man. We want to let you go prepare, do whatever you got to do to get ready to watch the last dance and enjoy the family. Man. Hey, man, yeah. I'm a Mac. Happy Mother's Day. Y'all wives, happy Mother's Day. And uh, I'm going to kick it with my, my wifey. Appreciate y'all having me, man. It's a lot of fun. Whenever y'all need me. Coronavirus quarantine, I, I should be free. My schedule's pretty clear right now. I got no team, nothing. So I'm just staying in shape, staying sane, and I'll keep y'all posted. Yeah, hey, man, just just hey, text some teams and ask if you can just jump in on their virtual meetings, man. Will Farrell did it. The virtual meetings, nah, I'm, I'm straight. I just need an iPad, man. I miss the iPad. I miss, I miss watching yeah. players, but at a deep end nowadays, this is what year eight. I can I can learn that pretty quick. Oh, you're gonna be you know, going. oh learning LeBeau's defense was like Chinese. That was a whole different all them double man. LeBeau's defense was like Chinese. I thought I was smart till I saw that yeah. defense. No, I might have to study this one, make flashcards. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, all this stuff, the Queen's Ace, all that stuff. I was like, man, this should not be this hard. But nah, man. Appreciate y'all having me, man. All right, man. Good luck with free agency and everything, man. We'll be talking to you. All right, man. Peace out. Uh, Stay out of the AFC East unless you come to New England. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all were teammates for how long in New England? Four years. And then uh, his, uh, freshman, his freshman year, he sat right by me. Logan was a four-star recruit coming out of South Jersey. Sat right by me. I tried to tell him everything I had learned 
um, through my years at Rutgers and tried to pass it on to him because uh, I knew he was the future there. And he, I think what's cool is he was younger than us and he went above us. Like he said, yeah. finish off. He took it to the next level and that's what you're supposed to do. It was so much fun watching him and Duran and those guys, uh, Roe and B. Jones, all of those guys, Coop, uh, after we left to just, like you said, come in and literally just take off. And uh, they did take the program to new heights. If they could have won that Big East outright and not a share, uh, would have been a lot better. But man, Bridgewater um, beat them with a, a broken wrist and a high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see where Logue ends up. Though um, had one hell of a year last year. Had a, had amazing. Has been amazing his entire career, and uh, especially those three years, these past three years in Tennessee. I mean, he is absolutely ball. Uh, so we're gonna be excited to see where he ends up, man. You didn't tell me how good everything looks, man. I got a new computer. Yeah, I, I, I missed it earlier. You got a compliment about your setup. Uh, people, I guess, are happy that you don't have uh, the chandelier poking out of your head anymore. So that was a, a major upgrade. I was on Instagram Live, and they said it kind of looked like euphoric. Like, I looked like I was, like, this other type of being almost. Yeah, we, like I, we don't need that, man. We got uh, Howie uh, from Nyack coming up uh, next on the fan. My man, Howie on the fan line. Sound like it. You can't. You gotta wait till the picture come up to know for sure. You can't pick it. All right. Yeah. Okay. I told you. What's up? Hi, man. How you doing? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm I'm in the quarantine time here. I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I just want to highlight y'all, man, saying how much I, I appreciate y'all, and I'm so grateful for everything you guys are doing, man. A lot of people are talking about it here in town. And I miss you guys, man. I don't know if the camp's going to happen this year. Yeah. Yeah. For you guys that don't know, Howie's one of the dedicated volunteers. <laughs> oh, man. Show up at the camp each year, ready to do anything. Um, we don't know. We got to wait and see. Okay. Um, it's going to work out for uh, – we'll try to push it back as far as possible to get it going, but we don't know. All right. Thanks for having me. I talked to your mom today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to uh, wish you know your wife's happy Mother's Day. Appreciate it, and I hope man. to see you guys real soon, man. Sound good. Yeah, keep man. doing your thing, man. I appreciate. Yeah. It. I was I was trying to get on this thing like technology. <laughs> I ain't with it. <laughs> we, it buttons. we appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, you too, man. You better than Larry. We still waiting to get him off. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope um, we'll have a season in September. Hopefully, right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good plan. All right. All right, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I want to take up too much of your time, though. All right. Well, how about you? All right. Well, Howie was speaking of our Chromebook for kids uh, back in our hometown. Uh, me and Dev uh, purchased $90,000 worth of devices and Wi-Fi for kids in uh, East Ramapo School District and Nye School Districts. And for anybody else that's interested in uh, giving, there's a, a big need there. Um, all you got to do is go on McCordyTwins.com, uh, learn all about what we're doing. There's an opportunity to give. Uh, we're trying to do some things, obviously, through corona uh, to be able to help out other people. We're in a position where we've been blessed, and we feel like it's only right to pass those blessings on. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to that. You know, you know it's funny. Y'all clowned me when my kids came on, but somebody earlier in the Facebook comments was like, that makes it authentic. They were feeling, they were feeling young, low, and young, bright, except for – when Low swung her unicorn, she hit my man in the head. That's when things got real ugly. <laughs> he's back on his feet. He's he's yelling to me, "Good night." We got coming up next, Shrey Shrey Yen. I believe I said that right, Shrey Yen. Uh, you always say you believe you said it right. I believe you said it wrong. Nah, man, have some have some faith, man. Yeah, she probably have wrong, a little man. faith. We'll see. Did I say it right? You say your name right. Yeah, you said my name right. Hey guys. There we go. How you doing? Hey man. Um uh one question. You know, right before uh you guys won the you know, like during the AFC championship game during Kansas City, uh everybody was like doubting us and all that. How did it feel when Rex Burkhead ran in ran in during that overtime touchdown? Uh I'll I'll go first because it was my first ever opportunity uh to go to the Super Bowl and I'll take you back to the March where I joined the team and I got traded there and uh, everybody would come up to me, like, all right, man, now is your chance to win the Super Bowl or make it to the Super Bowl. And like being a player in the NFL, you realize, even though New England's gone a lot, how hard 
it is to get to the Super Bowl. So obviously I was joining that team and I was hoping that I was going to go there and do everything I possibly can to do as much winning. But you don't think for sure you're going. So that moment he crossed that line and the realization that, like, I'm actually going to the Super Bowl. And for anybody that saw, like, the footage surrounding that, like, that was just raw emotion for me. Me and Dev hugging uh, in the field and him telling me you're going to the Super Bowl, uh, me being in the locker room talking about getting my opportunity uh, to go on my own accord, opposed to Dev uh, reserving me a room, uh, getting me a ticket to the game and all of that. I was actually getting my own opportunity. So uh, it was literally for me 10 years in the making of my NFL career, a lot of losing seasons and working my butt off. So uh, definitely a, a dream come true from a professional standpoint. Yeah, for me, that was the fifth time I won it, but that was special uh, because every other time we won it, we won it at home where they bring out the state, they bring out the stage and they do all of that. Um, and we won, we went in Kansas City and everybody's on the field and everyone's like, back to the locker room. Back. And like we got that locker room and it was just us. It was a group of men um, who all believed that we would win. Like that's how we all went there. And there was a couple of wives and some loyal fans that traveled to Kansas City there. We got to see some of them after the game. Um, but that, that core group of people that was in that locker room all came there with one goal and we got it done. So it was an amazing feeling um, to just be like a small group and just a swamp of Kansas City fans. That's one thing I'll say. You go to Kansas City, the away fans are very limited. Like Kansas City plays no games. I have a lot of respect for their fans and the energy they, the energy they bring. My sister has one question. Uh, can she, my sister. Yeah. Has one yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, how do you feel about being on the Patriots? Oh, being on the Patriots is awesome, man. We get to live out. Um, a dream we had probably when we were your age of playing in the NFL and uh, to be on the Patriots, be on the Patriots together, uh, to have won a Super Bowl. Um, we posted a picture earlier today from Mother's Day where our mom actually came to the ring ceremony with us. Um, it was just an amazing feeling, and uh, we can't wait to try to uh, go out there and win more games next year um, and try to have another good season. Definitely. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, hey man. Louise Parker from Facebook, appreciate the donation. Uh, we used to go over her house, her, her son, Jared, we're same age. Uh, a lot of kids nowadays don't know, but you would go up and out, outside of any of those houses, you would just see like four or five bikes on the floor because we were all upstairs playing PlayStation. They'd be right in the grass, uh, out of the walkway, never leaving in the walkway. Uh, but we were all up there playing Sega or PlayStation. So uh, we appreciate you showing us the example in the way. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we got by far the best guest that we've had on double coverage. Marcus is coming up next. He's backstage. We're going to get Marcus back on this week. He brought a ton of energy last week, so he has already set the standard. Uh, so there, you go. there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, the reason I'm doing this is I'm so honored that you – were saying so much about me. I mean, because, you know. Well, you like the third co-host, man. <laughs> okay, well, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm wearing. I see you. We see you. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That one all the time. Did you know when the Patriots won the Super Bowl 53, I went to Switzerland. Okay. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a, Great trip in the Super Bowl 53 and, uh, and back to the uh, championship game against the, the Chiefs. That's my favorite of all of the AFC championship games the Patriots won. That's Me too. That's my favorite. Me too. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> and a question. Um, the, the level of trust with um, Jerry Stidham. You said, oh, oh go ahead. The level of trust. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of trust in him. Um, I think what people, you know, obviously you get Tom Brady, you get spoiled, but trust is built by just knowing the guy next to him. He's working his front off to get to the level that he needs to be to play. Um, and that trust is built in practice. That trust is built over repetition, over days, weeks, months of just going at it. Um, and Stiddy showed that last year. Obviously he didn't get to play a lot, um, but just the work ethic, um, I think, 
playing that quarterback position is hard because everyone's watching you, everything you do on the field, off the field. Um, but Stiddy's a he's a good, real good dude. It's the same way with B Hoy, and we'll learn those new rookies too. You see this right here? I got Brady Gronk signing the Tim Wright. Tim Wright, Rutgers guy. I see the eight one Tim Wright. Yes, I did. This is back um, during my years at uh, Brookdale. So okay, I was back in like 2014. So I just want to say to you guys, and I, yeah. and also my DVDs. Uh -huh. Gotta have it. Gotta have the games. All time. <laughs> hey, we, we we definitely appreciate you, Marcus, man. Uh, we appreciate your love and support, man. Yeah. Oh. My wing necklace. <laughs> hey, man, we're gonna see we're gonna see you back here next week. See you guys. Appreciate you too, man. That um, you always make me laugh. Like, but you say, "Here we go." <laughs> Oh, oh, my favorite of game math uh, locker room. With my T-shirt, I always laugh so hard. That's my favorite. I love you guys. And I love this. Uh, you should be a comedy show. Uh -huh. Live for people during this time. And I love this. We, hey, we appreciate it. We're going we gonna to see you back here next week? You know it. I'm always telling you. Hey, I'm at you, Marcus, man. Hey, I, I love his energy, man. You can't, you can't beat it. Uh, Shelly on Facebook says, how do you respond to a lot of people doubting Stidham and saying that we're going to tank our season? I got faith uh, that the kid is going to prove himself this year. I know for me, I don't ever worry about things like that, even if I see it. I think my concern as a, as a player and one of the older guys and a leader on the team is just keeping people focused on what we have to do. Uh, right now, our focus on is staying in shape right now, uh, working out, uh, treating our bodies the right way to prepare us for an upcoming season. And then mentally, it's through the virtual meetings, getting a chance to know our teammates. Uh, that's what our focus is. Uh, whatever somebody uh, paints for our future or our season, uh, we can't control any of that. Our only focus is getting better each and every day so that when it comes time to take the field, uh, we're ready to go. Yeah, exactly, man. Control what you can control. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We got uh, Dylan coming up uh, on the fan line next. So. Stiddy's nickname. Great nickname. <laughs> I thought we got a good question, too. Can you imagine playing without fans? Hello? Hey. Hi, so I'm Dylan's wife. He was such a good husband to run and get food for me and said, I'm never going to get on the McCordy show. And I said, babe. If I get on, what's the question you want me to ask? And he goes, I got two questions. So I'm like, okay. And of course, I see that it comes out. I'm like, holy crap. So I'm recording it. But I remember the two questions. The first question is, what's your favorite episode of The Office? Oh, favorite episode. I'm going to go um, with the fire episode where Dwight is in there and he's just tripping and nobody paid attention uh, to the protocols, and uh, it's just it's just straight chaos. So that's definitely – I'm going to go with that as my favorite one. My, mine's got to be the basketball because, I mean, you got Michael Jordan and Michael Scott, the two biggest names in basketball <laughs> ever. So that's definitely my favorite episode. This is so wild. And then the second question was, what has been the best defensive play – oh, he just came in. He's right here. He's literally – Oh, my God. What's up, man? We was just talking to Dylan's wife. We didn't get her name because she just said I'm Dylan's wife. But no, literally, Mama, we made it. <laughs> I asked the office question. You have to ask your second question. I forgot it. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite defensive play that you each were a part of separately, not like together? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go to the Super Bowl one. Let me think of something different. Uh, Dev, you got one? Um, mine would probably be – that's a good question. I don't want to go with the obvious. I, I had a good play um, that wasn't on purpose. We played Miami in 2013, maybe. Um, and I, I go to try to make an interception on the sideline, and I'm going to land like five feet out of bounds. And I just clean, I just clean, drop the ball. But it just taps right back into my guy, uh, oh. my Cole. 
Keys catches it, tiptoes the sideline, intercepts it. We get to the sideline. I'm like, bro, whoever asked us, we did it on purpose. So it seemed like a great play, but I just dropped the ball. So that that was one of my favorite plays, um, especially because like he was a guy in my wedding, like we was really close. And that was like one of our unique plays throughout my career. I'm gonna go with last year. We're playing Buffalo in Buffalo, and um, we have a cornerback blitz on, and they happen to run a double pass. And as I'm blitzing, uh, the running back runs past me, and for some reason I can't even explain. I decide to abort the blitz, and I'm able to turn around and track him down and break up the pass. And it ended up to be a big play because it could have been a touchdown, uh, but the play didn't actually get recognized because Kyle Van Noy decided to rough the quarterback. Uh, so I gave him a hard time about that. Uh, but that was a play that just was like one of those plays where it wasn't supposed to happen. So uh, I'll, I'll go with that one. I told you that because Bill like loved them the next day. Like, this is a great play. I don't know why you did it, but it's great. I so I did it. That's why he loves that play. Get out of here. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I'll have to watch later on the YouTube version to find out the answer to the office question. But so awesome to be here. Thank you guys so much. No problem. We appreciate you guys, man. Enjoy your meal, too. Thank Thank you. you. Can't can't beat that, man. You got the the countdown is on. It is. It is. Uh, Do a workout video like Jules. I can't imagine me trying to do a workout video and not have like my three kids just like destroying it. I, I, I just, I don't. And and Jules is like, that's his thing though. He probably takes his shirt off or he wears a super tight shirt. Hold on. I just got a text popped up on the computer from our guy, Jack Easterby said he watches every week. So I just had to, I had to shout that out. Uh, our guy, Jack Easterby, man. And it helped us a lot of uh, what our spiritual life, chasing God, um, great man that we got to be around. Uh, in Houston now, so we don't we don't really get to talk as much. Yeah, he's on, he's on, he's in, he's behind enemy lines now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I was saying, Jules probably in there tight shirt, tight shorts. <laughs> like thing, probably got his hair combed to the side. Full makeup team in the back. I know he's gonna probably text me or something and and, and talk about me. Uh, Matthew asks uh, on the chat, "What game are you looking forward to this season?" Oh yeah, somebody asked too. How do we feel about playing Jimmy? In New England, oh, I did. Uh, I'm looking forward to Week One, man. Uh, I'll playing that man. too. Miami, Calvin, always a good friend. Um, I'm also looking forward to playing Detroit in the preseason. Um, however, the preseason shakes out. I kind of wish we had the joint practices with Duran yeah. and Jamie. Um, but it's a lot of games with former Pats players um, that you look forward to all of them. Like playing against Jimmy, just be just like practice, talking trash to him, joking with him. Um, you know, all of those games are fun and exciting. Chandler Chance coming back. I was doing an Instagram live um, with Courtney Fallon, who uh, I met when I was a rookie, who did a piece on something I was doing off the field. Um, and I still keep in contact. And Chan jumped in the IG live and uh, we was going back and forth. Um, he wants sushi at Skipjacks the night before we play. So I'm going to tell Pete uh, over at Skipjacks, no way, don't send it. My guy, uh, Matt, says – uh J Mac, that's weak. You made better plays in Nashville. <laughs> I, I will give you a Nashville play though. My first year starting, um, this is my second year. We play the Raiders, and they run a throwback screen to the quarterback. And somehow it was similar to like the play Bentley made Deb this year versus Washington, where literally I was the only guy on that side of the field, and somehow I'm able to get past uh, the lineman to be able to make the tackle on the quarterback which for sure would have been uh, a walk-in touchdown. I don't like to choose, like, interceptions and obvious plays, but that was a play that kind of was, like, behind the scenes. Uh, Corey asked, J. Mack and uh, Alvern were my favorite tight end defensive duo. Man, I appreciate that. Man, I still talk to my guy, uh, Berner Werner. Uh, he's doing good out in Cali. Um, a ton of kids, all boys. Uh, so, Vern's doing really good, man. Dev, you got, you got two minutes, man. We're not going to be able to get to the fan line. Um, you gonna wrap, you gonna wrap up Mother's Day? What you got for us? I'm trying to make sure I download. My my daughter messed up all my uh, all my good stuff over here. Well, that's the reason why we don't want your kids in the room when we're trying to record an episode. All my good stuff, bro. I had like I had. I'll be having when stuff comes to me, I write it down. I look like like I'm really smart right now. There it is. Like I got all these like great notes. Right yeah, because your office is look like looks like you set it up. Like your wife came in there and did a little feng shui, 
and all of that. So you actually look like you got something going. This is something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't bring it on here. We talked about being a vessel. Mm, um, I like everyone has different beliefs. Everyone does different things, but whatever it is you believe in, um, for us, we are men of God and, and we are a vessel to take that word, pass it on. Don't feel ashamed of who you are. The message of what you believe in is stronger than who you are. It's bigger than who you are. So don't be ashamed to be that vessel. Go out there this week and be a vessel. You're leaving off Mother's Day where um, maybe you didn't have a good day. Maybe you had a great day. Maybe you have uh, thoughts of a mother that you lost. Whatever it is, anything great that you've learned from a mother figure, be a vessel. Pass that on. And enjoy the last dance, baby. Yes, sir. Dev says it best every week, man. Uh, be a blessing. Don't let the blessing stop with you. Let those blessings flow straight to through you on to the next person. So we appreciate you. Mama, we made it. There we go, man. Hey, y'all have a y'all have a good night. Once again, happy Mother's Day to the moms, aunts, cousins, grandmas, auntie and them, uh, and all of them people, man. Happy Mother's Day. Enjoy your Sunday night, and we'll see you back here next week. Mommy, I'm about to bring you gifts now. <laughs>